Welcome to the Fantasy Football Brothers Podcast. It's officially the off-season. I'm here with my younger brother, Carson. My name is Blake, and we're going to break down the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56. So, Carson, let me go ahead and start off by saying uh, a great game played by both teams. Uh, I think it was a, a fun Super Bowl for a lot of people who, you know, uh, it didn't really matter what the outcome was because... Either way, someone deserving was going to win. Agreed. I mean, going into it, I wanted the Bengals. I feel like most neutrals wanted the Bengals, but not all, because you had you had interesting reasons to like either team if you were uh, impartial with who you wanted to win. I will say, now that the Rams have won, I have like convinced myself to be happy. I'm happy for Stafford. I'm happy for Von Miller. I'm happy for Eric Weddle coming out of retirement and doing what he did. And I apparently he he was he really did get injured pretty bad on that early tackle i forget what the injury actually ended up being maybe like something to do with his peck and it looked bad on picture but comes out of retirement wins the super bowl that's legendary i'm happy for mcveigh he deserves it and uh yeah but i mean i still wanted the Bengals, but i can be happy for both teams basically is what i'm getting at yeah your score prediction was a lot closer than mine ended up being and but it was just for the wrong outcome yeah 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 like we said i think it was 24 20 is what i said but for the Bengals, so that was almost exactly what the final score was, just like you said, for the Rams. Um, I will say, and we'll get into this as we talk about some of the controversial aspects of the game, I felt like it was a really good game. Um, it ended a little anticlimactically, though, in my opinion, just for like how the playoffs had been. This is one of the most like exciting playoffs I, in my recent memory, as far as how many games were... I think every, every single game in the uh, divisional yeah the divisional round was won by a field goal or overtime right like that that's got to be rare yeah probably uh it was a great uh series of playoff games that we were treated to this uh this season uh sad that it's over but we're looking forward to the next year coming up for sure for sure hopefully uh (laughs) hopefully a team won't have home field advantage in the super bowl again because uh, two years in a row, and I used to think just before last year, like, how crazy would that be? And now we've gone to two years in a row. So that is definitely interesting. Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the officiating of the game, because I think that that is the, the most controversial aspect of the game. Uh, there were some non-calls, and there were some calls made that I think were questionable. So... Uh, chronologically speaking, let's talk about the uh, the bomb that came out yeah. after halftime. T. Higgins, seventy-five yards, first play out of uh, out of the half, and there's a little bit of face. There's a little bit of face mask pulling on Jalen Ramsey in that. Yeah, play. there is. I mean, it's a tough one because I feel like for them to actually look at that again and see it, that I just don't see that happening where they actually question it because it was very like sleight of hand. He was kind of a magician with the way he did that to Ramsey. Um, and- I'll be honest, like the only time where it looks intentional is when the replay is super slow. Yeah, it's but slow when you, when and you it's look at the, the play angle. in real time, when you look at the play in real time, you honestly. Yeah, it's it happens so quickly it can't be intentional that's yeah, my thinking yeah that's true i mean it's very easy for a finger to get caught in the face mask when you're going up in a physical play to catch the ball i feel i feel like regardless ramsey wasn't gonna make a play on that so that's why i don't think it's like too big of a deal <laughs> they ended up not yeah, even winning I th- I so do i think 
I think he overshoots that. I think he overshot it a little bit. And the momentum taken from the face mask being pulled obviously yeah. pulls him out of the play entirely. Yeah. It just makes it but, worse. But I, I, yeah, I, right. It makes it a little bit more blatant. I think that it's possible T. Higgins still comes down with that. Maybe it doesn't go in for a touchdown. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think it was. I think it was the right call to not call that because it was so, like. Uh, I mean, it was just so bang, bang. It was. It was. And something to you know spur off of that, kind of more fantasy relevant than uh, what happened in the Super Bowl. I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like as far as the value in drafts next year between Higgins and Chase, I'd rather have a share in Higgins. As far as what you're going to have to pay to get Chase mm. versus what you're going to have to pay to get Higgins, I think I'd rather have Higgins. So that can be a okay. debate in the future. But I, I understand. That's, that's I understand right where you're coming from with that. I yeah, I'm not saying I think Higgins is a better fantasy player than Chase. Definitely not. But for where you're going to be drafting him at his ADP, I think I'd rather have that share. Yeah, kind of like how before the meltdown occurred, Antonio Brown was the best value on the Bucks. Yes, by by a long shot. Him and Gronk, I guess I you mean, could say. There were a lot of yeah. There were a lot of games he missed, but in the games that he played, he was yeah. rock solid. And like so, nobody was disappointed with, I mean, Evans had some disappointed performances, but I think he got more consistent. But people who drafted Godwin and Evans weren't like disappointed. Same with what I assume with Chase, because I mean he's only a rookie. Everyone's going to be saying that, so everyone's going to be like second year breakout. Well, he's already breaking out, so like where do you put a ceiling? I don't know how much higher a ceiling can be, so that's why I'm a little bit skeptical. But maybe he'll prove me wrong. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. I like I like that point though. That's a good thing to to mention. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, uh, there really weren't any uh, I think obvious things that stood out that weren't called uh, leading up to the fourth quarter, and then inside the two minutes, man, the refs just like uh, I feel like they got involved very heavily, and it really made a difference. They did, and they they really did. Like you said, after that last touchdown at the Rams when we were watching it together, you're like, oh yeah, after eight downs, they finally score. And yeah, I agree. I think what made it even more worse is that the entire game felt like it had very minimal calls, and not no calls, just it seemed to be a game where there wasn't needing to be a lot of flags and that kind of made it entertaining because you you don't like it when the rest have to get involved they don't probably like it when they have to get involved because they're going to catch so much slack but that last drive yeah had a lot of calls yeah so i'm looking at the i'm looking at the box score right now the whole game had six penalties called yeah that's that's ridiculously low like right yeah, like, like what is what's normal i think like, i think the buck well remember when the bucks got eliminated this year they, they probably had six penalties on the opening drive oh jeez yeah, I was going to say, what is normal between the two teams? Like, at least 20? Uh, to be 20? honest, I don't, I don't have uh, More than six. advanced <laughs> analytics on that. Yeah, six is low. But the uh, point is, let's talk about uh, Logan Wilson's, uh, I'm doing air quotes for the listeners out there, his uh, defensive holding call. Yeah. Uh, really, I mean, the commentators said it. They're like, uh, is it here? Is it there? Yeah. And then they're, and they, and then, uh, Chris Collinsworth, that's that's what they call. That's what he says. So it's like, yeah, um, I don't think so. I think that I think that Logan Wilson made a great play on Cooper Cup, the Triple Crown uh, recipient. Like, I think he made MVP. a great play. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not if that play doesn't get flagged. Yeah. Th but what, uh, what what's really bad about it is that it changes the game. Like, it completely changes the game. Yeah. Third which is and really goal. 
It was the third and goal inside the two-minute warning. Uh, of course, the Rams had all their timeouts, but they were down four. They needed a touchdown. Yeah. It would have forced them into a, a fourth a fourth and goal situation. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how that play gets gets penalized. And and it was really deflating to watch yeah, how, how many more flags followed that play that just eventually put the Rams on the one-yard line in order to set up a Cooper Yeah, first and goal on the one-yard line. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, what I will say, I, I can't give you the name. I don't remember. There was some NFL player, active NFL player, not on the Bengals or the Rams, just very blatantly being like, that was a great play by Logan Wilson. I don't know how that was called. So even even people within the NFL are being outspoken about it. Uh, it's it's going to be controversial, but you're, it's always going to be controversial, especially on a game that has that many eyes, the most eyes on a game all year. Uh People are always going to be pointing fingers at the refs, and that's just that's just what sports are. They're they're human, so it, it's it's not how you want the game to be decided, because it really did have a big impact. But uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think obviously we're happy that uh, the players that did win won. I do want to bring up uh, kind of an interesting stat that I heard, which is that uh, so apparently the last sixteen. QBs to have lost in their first appearance in the Super Bowl never made it back. Oh wow, that that's sad. I think I think Joe Burr will be an exception to that. I really do. That team is just so young. It, that team is too young to not be back in, in their career. Yeah, and and they just they just locked in their uh, their head coach until 2026. Oh, I saw uh, that. I thought that was a little bold. <laughs> Well, he did lead him to Super Bowl he in did. a sense, but I think I think it would make a big difference if he stopped uh, calling plays. Yeah, I think they need yeah. to they need to convert Joe Burrow into a little Peyton Manning and <laughs> and have him have him run the huddle because uh, some of the play calling in this game was just like it was just baffling on the Bengals' part. Yeah, uh, I mean, how about how about? Not having Joe Mixon in on yeah. the final drive. Yeah, I was hoping uh, to bring that up. Uh, Mixon had, I'm looking at right now, 4.8 average yards per carry. That is very, very solid. I mean, you look at the Rams' rushing offense. They had 1.9 as a team uh, average yards per carry. That was just awful. So I think, that was, I mean, Carson, I let me ask you this before you get uh, off track. Like, who played a better game? Oof. I would argue it was the Bengals. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, I mean, that is a tough one. One thing I will say, uh, in relation to that, I think that maybe you would think the Rams more likely if Odell doesn't go down so early because he was looking hot. He only had two catches, one of them in the end zone, but he was looking hot. And I think that did, uh, set their off offense back. And like I was saying, their rushing offense was horrible. I do think that the Bengals offensively were much more, uh, impressive overall so yeah i would agree yeah with that. i mean I, they so they had the same number of punts each team and oddly enough they uh the punters had one yard difference between them oh, which funny. is pretty unique uh but no turnovers by the Bengals. same number of punts uh two turnovers for the rams uh, i'm looking at safford had two interceptions this game so i i i mean honestly i think that I think the Bengals played a better game, and that and that gives me hope 
in the sense that maybe they'll be able to make it back, but it was already such a Cinderella story to get to, to get them to this point. They got they have such a tough road to get through the AFC next year. Oh yeah, and and they're also just in one of the toughest divisions. Not that I'm saying I don't think they'll make it out of the division, but they do have a difficult division. Um, so that's always going to be difficult with seeding, which will make the road to the Super Bowl even more difficult. Um, but I, well, I, I just think trust they can do it again. Not necessarily next year, but just soon. I mean, they got Burrow, Mixon, Chase, and Higgins all under 25, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that is ridiculous. Around that, yeah. I think that, but that's, I mean, the window closes quickly when those yeah. when those rookie contracts expire and and guys start making more money. It becomes a, a game of uh, economics, and it makes it a lot more complicated for yeah. teams to stay together and, and compete. Speaking of that, like, what happens to this Rams team? Because I know they have a lot of people on one-year deals, like I'm pretty sure Vaughn, Odell. Um, I'm sure there's more. Those are just the two that come to the top of my head. And they've traded away all of their picks. Like, what is happening to this team? Are they able to get all of these people back? <laughs> did you I see, just don't know how that works. Did you see the owner at the parade had a T-shirt on that said, F those picks or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that, well, that's funny. Well, it, it worked <laughs> out for them, didn't it? But I, I have heard yeah, they like sold it's going to be difficult for them to keep this entire team just like – uh, due to financial logistics of just how the league works of salary caps. Is that, like, actually a concern, or is this going to be a team that looks similar next year? Um, I don't think we're looking at a dynasty. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, and and the reason for that, I mean, there's a few things. So, obviously, what you mentioned with uh, uh, low, uh, low salaries in terms of uh, people aren't committed to multiple years, but also... Uh, there's a lot of rumors flying around about uh, Sean McVay walking away from coaching. There's no rumors way. about Aaron Donald retiring. I, I, I mean, I just don't think that uh, a team that's looking to repeat has that kind of a narrative surrounding them. Yeah, so so soon. I mean, obviously, those narratives can always be just really bad, like, you know, how you're getting annoyed of the Tom Brady narratives that he'll come back in a few years. So you cannot always trust them, but it is it is a little alarming to hear those right off the bat after the win. Yeah, I mean, that being said, obviously, it was a great game. Uh, I think that I think Cincinnati played a better game. I hope that uh, Burrow and, and the boys get back. Uh, obviously, you know if it's if it's them or the Patriots, I'm rooting for the Patriots all the way. Mac ten, but uh, I mean, Broncos. It was it, it was an exciting playoffs to watch. It was it was for sure. I, it's difficult that it ended on that fourth and one, but uh, it was a good game. And uh, yeah, although we're saying that we think the Bengals played a better game potentially, I don't think that they were like just utterly robbed by the Rams. I think the Rams still uh, deserved it at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, even if you're disappointed, it's, it's yeah. uh... Yeah, you can still respect it. That's where I'm at with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Um, I think we're going to wrap up here. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be having some more content coming your way over the summer. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>